Welcome back, know-it-alls. Thanks for listening to the show. And as always, give us some feedback about what we are doing so we can make sure you're having a good time listening to us. Because my memory yeah. of you buying those underwear <laughs> was just having to hear about it <laughs> for fucking days, especially when well, we were walking around. Well, so we didn't have a lot of time to buy clothes. We you have to wait a couple days before they give you permission to go replace your stuff and they'll reimburse you. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to go buy a bunch of new clothes and then they find our luggage and then we're got to pack double the stuff home. And spend more money than we they wanted to, mm-hmm. so we had to wait. So you know, you know, forty eight hours or something, and then they finally said, "Yeah, you can go spend a hundred euros to buy stuff that'll last you, you know, you know, x amount of days on your trip." And the only thing open where we were early enough in the day was H and M, and we were trying to catch a uh, train to Disney, to Euro Disney that mm-hmm. day, and it was already putting us behind because. H&M wasn't open until like 10 or 11 or something. Yeah. And France had just won the World Cup, so everything else was closed. It was just, it was a hectic weekend. So mm-hmm. we're in H&M, we're trying to rip through, we need to find a bathing suit for, we're going to the beach in Latvia. Yeah. I had to find replacement underwear, socks, t-shirts, and like two pairs of shorts, just something to last. And I found this really nice underwear, and I was like, hey, I like those. But obviously you can't try them on. I can't just walk around wearing underwear and be like, I like these. Yeah. I have to buy the pack of five. Mm. That's it. <laughs> Not that, so I bought two packs of five, I think is what it was, because yeah. that was more bang for my buck, and there was like five different designs in each pack, and I thought, oh, this is cute, little dinosaurs, little pineapples, you know, some red ones, some just plain blue. Strangely enough, no black or white, which is weird. Yeah, but, it's weird. So bought it, went back to the hotel, put it on, went to Disney, Euro Disney, and I remember it being like 38 degrees, something <laughs> oh stupid. My God, yeah. It, it was swass hot, like just <laughs> terrible hot. And I, I was in line and something was getting super uncomfortable. And I keep trying to adjust down below because it just didn't feel right when I'm standing in line and walking a couple feet. And then I remember you looking over at me, noticing that I've been adjusting like, every two minutes. And uh, I don't know the exact words, but it was something along the lines of, hey, hey buddy, how you doing down there? You okay? I'm like, actually, I don't feel good down there. I've got to go to the bathroom and check this out. And you're like, all right, I'll just wait in line, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I go to the bathroom, and I go into a stall, and I pull my shorts down, and I see my nutsack hanging <laughs> out of the bottom of this underwear. So they didn't quite have boxers. Their boxer briefs were like mini boxer briefs, mm-hmm. so almost like booty shorts for a girl. Mm-hmm. And that's what I bought. And that's all I had for the rest of my trip. So I'm like, this is going to get super uncomfortable. So I'm trying to find a point where I could like pull them up high enough to go over my waist but not too high that my balls slide out of the bottom of the leg. And then it's hot as fuck throughout, throughout France. So 38 degrees. I, I've got sweat. i got to keep adjusting. It was a terrible, <laughs> terrible couple days in the heat with the wrong fitting underwear. Yeah. And I bought like extra large or something because I looked at it. I was like, these don't look big enough, these yeah. larges. And I, I don't 
I don't buy bigger than large underwear. So I bought the extra large and the extra large were still super small. Yeah. So either everyone in France is super, super tiny or I have really big balls. I'm not too sure what's happening. I don't look at a lot of guys nuts, so I have no idea how to compare. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie to you. That underwear that I bought in France that I had every intention of throwing away once I got reimbursed the money for it, yeah. I keep. Because that's the sexiest underwear that I own. <laughs> when I wear it, I look good. Yeah. And so that it makes me feel really good. Um, I've had a couple issues though, because I've worn them to be like, all right, like tonight's the night I'm gonna put this on for my boyfriend. And I, you know, go into the room to put it on and I have to be like, don't come in, I'm fine, give me a minute. And I'm in there for a half an hour. Because <laughs> it's actually... You look up the instructions and you're trying to find the angles to pull the pulley. Oh my god. The one with the stockings where you have to like attach it all. And like it's just all these like pieces and strings. And uh, again, it's super uncomfortable. So you're like trying to bend all awkward. Um, yeah, I like lingerie. And I think it's a nice treat. I don't wear it a lot. But it's uncomfortable. It's hard to get into. It's expensive. And I find that most guys that I've talked to whether they say it in passing, like a friend being like, I like this on a girl, or I've been specifically requested yeah. to wear things. Um, I get a lot more like comfy clothes. Guys are like booty shorts and a sweater. Yeah. Amazing. Or like shorts and my most common one. And I think it's because I, I roller skate. And for some reason this comes up. But I have been requested many times to wear knee-high socks. Huh. <laughs> I'm a fan of knee-high socks, so yeah. I understand. Yeah, I mean, like, guys are like sweater. I don't wear them. <laughs> I get it. They're like baggy sweater, which makes me sad because I enjoy my rack. And it's like, cover it up. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, but I have this sheer, like, see-through. <laughs> yeah. And you want me to wear Push my up. fucking university hoodie? Like, yeah. Are you it's serious? It's like a baggy sweater, booty shorts, and, and knee-high socks is like, yeah. <laughs> most requested thing hmm. I guess I don't know and I think I think that's common I feel well like at least you're getting common. requests yeah I, I, I'm thinking back nope no requests for anything I'm wearing yeah <laughs> nothing at all I feel like it's weird I can't we've talked about this in a previous episode but the only piece of clothing that I have personally felt like and have seen many other women comment on is like a sexy piece of clothing for a guy is gray sweatpants. Yep. We've talked about <laughs> this. Like, yeah. And I haven't bought them yet. <laughs> yeah, gray sweatpants. I haven't. Those are I'm going to get through this. Everything's fine. And uh, after that first week, after all the fever issues, that's when I started getting more of the uh, the chest and breathing issues. Like, I started not being able to take very deep breaths and I started having like just kind of some chest pain and more of that got, got more of the cough the whole time I was really fatigued. Right. So that was about the first two weeks. And then, and then I started getting better and then it'd been my two week quarantine. And I, I actually went out a couple of times to the store to pick up some more supplies. I didn't go anywhere else. I just literally masked up, went in to a store, grabbed the two things that or whatever I need and got the hell out. Right. You know, for perspective, uh, that that's been how long that was your first two, two weeks. weeks, two weeks. And so we're, we're at like what the six week mark right now from the first symptoms, you think? Uh, well, my first symptoms was July 2nd. Oh, that's right. The holiday weekend. That's right. Yeah. The holiday weekend. 
And I was, and I got my diagnosis on the fifth of the sixth at Canton Board State. Yeah, so we're about six weeks out. So, yeah, so we're, we're yeah, we're definitely, you know, we're a month out plus about a week and a half. So yeah, about six weeks. So at that point, uh, I could have gone back to work and worked in the office, but I wasn't feeling like it. I was still having too much fatigue. Again, I'd work a few hours, and if I got tired, I'm like, I gotta lay down and take a nap. And I take a little nap, and I get back up, and I go back to work uh, on my computer here at home. And so about. Two and a half weeks, I went ahead and went into work on a Thursday. That uh, was a struggle to get through the day. I was tired, wanted to take a nap. Same thing on Friday. Got what, would your next- what would your boss have done if you're like, oh, I got to go take a nap? Do you think they'd let you? Uh, I would have just told him I wasn't feeling very well, and I'd work the rest of my shift from home, and I'd take my laptop, and I'd go home. Okay. So, yeah, they, they would I'd, fully understand that you yeah. can't be there. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so the next week, uh, I, I came into the office. And every day I just slowly got better. I had, I had this nagging cough that I still have a little bit of, and I, and I had fatigue. And the fatigue lasted till about early to mid last week. So about five weeks, I had that extra level of fatigue. I mean, sometimes I always feel tired, but I mean like really tired and really unmotivated to do stuff, you know. Uh, and I don't like to feel unmotivated. I got lots of things to accomplish in my life. So now, I mean, I have, you know, I'm tired, but I still have drive and want to get stuff done. And I just push through it. But before it was just really a, a fatigue level that's just like, yeah, we know you want to try to do this, but you do a couple of things and you're like, I need to take a nap, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And so now I can go, you know, now the last couple of weeks, uh, I've been pretty much, you know, I've been able to uh work a full day, work all day long, get through my, you know, all day, come home, not need to take a nap. Every once in a while, I still kind of, if I'm tired, I feel like, hey, I'll take a nap. I get home, take an hour, hour long nap and, and then be fresh for the evening. But um, for the most part, I feel, I feel pretty, pretty well over it. Uh, I can take deep breaths. I've been doing my breathing exercises that I used to do every morning. I had to cut those out for about a month. It was just too hard uh, to do. Uh, oh, there, there's been no breathing orgasms while no, in COVID. No, I did have one though uh, this last week again, so that was nice. Yeah, I wasn't sure it was going to work. I had to make sure. So, but it was only one. It was, and it wasn't a very big one. So I need to keep working on that. Um, I do miss those. Uh, those are pretty damn nice. like a clown car like i was like yeah i literally have half of my luggage it's like when you've seen the shit i've seen <laughs> your life changes like and this is the new me it is it's ridiculous here's the one thing though we got that everything's good sweet cool um we go to the beach first time like we like i think we got there we I, we spent the day i guess it was the second day i don't know we went to a beach first time i've ever been in like an ocean like that got hit by a wave Push me, hit rocks, slit the bottom of my foot open. Okay, had to walk through in the salt water. Well, that's good. It helps it. Yeah, but then I walked through all the sand. Well, that doesn't help it. <laughs> no. And then um, got back, and I was like, "This fucking hurts." Um, and then we got back. We bought some iodine for it. The top tip to everyone: don't use polysporin in like tropical places because it keeps it moist, and moist harbors bacteria. I love the word moist, though. Oh, can we moist? Moist. This is so nice. Moistly. <laughs> Moistly. There's moisture on the microphone we got so yeah, close. Yeah. It's dripping. It's, <laughs> Wait. It's, it's, is it turned on? Well, no, that's ours. Never mind. That's us. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so I got iodine for it to like kind of dry it out and clean it out and stuff. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I don't have Band-Aids. And my friend's like, you <laughs> put all this effort and you didn't even bring Band-Aids. I was like, no. And then I got like a like like little bug bites and stuff and burns and stuff. And she was like, did, did you not bring like aloe vera? Did you bring bug spray? I'm like, no. <laughs> I didn't know. I've never been to Mexico. I didn't it's know. True. I had to bring these things. I brought some sunscreen, which I did not use on the first day, and then I burnt a lot. And that makes sense. <laughs> I used I used it, but then I went in the water. Well, and it came off. Yeah. Or it just feels cold. No, like I, like I I put it on, went in the water for a while, came back out and sat in the sun, mm. and didn't reapply. I made mistakes. Mistakes were made. Mm. A lot. Okay. <laughs> I that trip wonderful trip. Okay, that's my favorite hostel I've ever been to. It was a great experience, but cut my foot open um, and it felt like I was breathing through a wet cloth every day. We rented oh. bike. We had bikes to go everywhere from this hostel. I love humidity. And we we bike. We, we famously we have one uh, in our friend circle. We we made a friend there who was like, "We'll go to the cenote. It'll be great. It's ten minutes bike ride." We biked for an hour. <laughs> How, fa- <laughs> how fast do they pedal? <laughs> Funny thing is, his bike broke on the way there, and so he had to like lower the seat down. So it was like a kid's bike without pedals, and it just kicked his way. Oh, on the- balance we're bike! On, we're on a we're on a highway, and he's just kicking his way down there. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I cut my foot open. I did all that stuff, um, and obviously had diarrhea because I'm in Mexico. <laughs> Shit! Am I in Mexico right now? <laughs> I've had diarrhea for four days. That's because you won't stop eating avocado lime dressing. That's so good. <laughs> so much fat. Yeah, like. that's so good. My poo is green and liquid. <laughs> stop. But you know what? God damn it. I'm going to keep eating that shit. Yeah, it is so good. I know. But yeah, so many so many things happened on that trip and I still love it. But yeah, no, I forgot half the shit. Um, and now I travel. <laughs> and then the next trip I went on with the same girl, I went... Um, on a cruise with her and she's like uh, hey can you bring this for me can you bring this she gives you all her carry-on to put in your bag yeah pretty so you've got room you pack better than I yeah. do meanwhile she's packing the band-aids the sunscreen <laughs> and the bus spray I was say I actually I packed all that stuff but I brought like I literally like a whole tub of like Tums yeah because I was like I get heartburn like I, I literally packed whole like full containers of every drug that I might need and she was like you didn't need to bring... I'm like, I don't know anymore. I don't know what I need anymore, okay? <laughs> I didn't think I ever needed this much in a carry-on, but guess what? Yeah. Shit happens. I didn't think I needed to buy 12 packs of Band-Aids or, yeah. or a whole thing of iodine, all right? I didn't know. Yeah. Now I know. <laughs> now I know, okay? So, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm not... I'm not uh, messing around anymore. <laughs> so I'm packing everything I can humanly think of. throwing it out right yeah but i had a girlfriend and we had sex toys and i always thought it was funny that she would always pack and then she'd leave like her bag in you know by the front door or whatever and she'd like you know go get gas up the truck or whatever before she was driving to the airport and always in her carry-on i would slip in a vibrator because when it goes through the x-ray the people are like "Ooh, check out the big dick in there right <laughs> yeah. every single time so did it the first time and then she gets to her destination she takes a picture like haha you're so funny i was like okay cool and then i did it again and then again and then she didn't find it funny anymore and then she checked her bag all the time yeah so smart super smart and the same girlfriend i found this glove in the parking lot at work just an old dirty glove 
And I kept putting it on her antenna, on her truck. So she'd get out of work, she'd see it, she'd be like, fuck off. And then I'd come home and it'd be like under my windshield wiper. So we were playing like hot potato with with the glove back and forth. And then all of a sudden, she threw the glove on the ground. She didn't put it on my car at work. And after work, I saw it on the ground, so I picked it up. So I waited, you know, two or three months and I thought, oh, I'm going to be so clever. I got to find just the right, maybe I'll like put it in a box for Christmas, right? Like that's what it'll be. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I was like, oh my God, I've got a way better idea. She was going to Vegas with one of her friends. Yeah. And as I always like to pack vibrators in her carry-on, she went through it right in front of me just to make sure she was, there's no fucking vibrators. Who? Who would have known? I thought for sure I'd find one. I was like, no, no, I'm way more mature than that. That's never going to happen, right? I, yeah. I learned my lesson. I learned that I'm not funny. Yeah. And so she gets in the truck and she picks up her friend and they drive to the airport. And then I had specific instructions for her friend when they got to the, when they got to the hotel Girlfriend goes to have a shower and she goes to open up her bag to like get changed for the night to do yeah. something to go out dancing or whatever. She opens up her bag and there's a fucking glove in there, right? Where she's already checked. She's like, what the fuck? I looked through all this stuff. And her friend's like, yeah, I put that in there. <laughs> so even after everything was packed, I still managed to get that fucking glove. I wish I'd put the vibrator in there or whatever. But. Yeah, it's true. What happened to the glove? Did it ever come home from Vegas? I still have the glove. That's amazing. It's, I'm, I'm going to use it for something. Yeah. Even though we're not dating, she will get a birthday or Christmas present. My, my thought process is, I've got her brother's address in yeah. Ireland. I'm going to put the return address of his address on a box so she thinks it's a Christmas present from oh, him. Oh, no. When she opens it, it's going to be that fucking glove. <laughs> it's going to be years from now. <laughs> just not even. <laughs> like, not just years from now. That's amazing. I think it's amazing. But I'm not funny. So <laughs> that that's just me being an asshole, I guess. Yeah, it is. But also funny. You could be both. stuff in yeah and it was delicious and it was an apple pie kit kat hmm. and a birthday cake kit kat mm, i don't birthday cake to me is an overrated flavor i might maybe piss some people off with that i don't like it like birthday cake birthday party flavor I don't know, birthday party is weird but yeah any type of uh like donuts or yeah. anything i don't know i just to me just tastes like they're like we need to make this sugary thing taste like a birthday cake. What do we do? Make it more sugary. That's mm. the flavor. I'm not going to lie to you. Between the two, the apple pie one it's was vanilla. just like sublime. Birthday cake is just vanilla and sugar. But yes, no, I'd love to take try the apple pie. I saw some because I feel like you started this trend of like going places and finding weird food. Like on the planet? Like everybody's following you? Yeah, it's just you. Okay. Um, answers for everything like I'm, we lead the that's true. way and uh if you're not first you're last exactly and but it's weird now that like so many places are cashing in on this and now you can like buy all those boxes that bring you food yeah. from other countries but i saw like Kit Kat themselves has like a japanese one because you know like in japan oh, yeah. they have so many you can get like a japanese box i'm not fucking kidding you it is like six different Kit Kats, but it's only one bar it's one oh, bar. And, yeah, instead of... They're not like mini. It's still long. Yeah. But it's just one piece. You know there's usually four? Yeah. It's one. Individually wrapped. See, that's and what I want. And there's six of them. $42. No, I don't want that. Holy shit. I did want that, but right there, I don't want that. No. Horrible. And you can just buy... Like, there's six different flavors. You can go and buy them, like, individually. Each one is literally, like, a $7. It's one bar. Hmm. It's not even a full chocolate bar. Cashing in on it. It's... Oh, my God. It's horrible. And I don't have a piece of it. No, I should. I know. It should be my thing. It should. 
but it's not. You should sue Kit Kat <laughs> for, for something for you, releasing Kit Kats for something you've never patented. Yeah. Or anything. But anyway, sorry. Uh, to cut you off with uh, your food, I really appreciate how many of these are food related. It's all I had this year. I understand. <laughs> I had plans for more, but this is. I think this most, is yeah. A lot of people will, will probably relate. As sad as this is, this is probably better than most people. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> how, how, was your, how was your year? I uh, spent all the time with my husband and we're no longer married. Yeah, it's true. But we still live together yeah. because we can't leave because <laughs> we're quarantined. Yeah. So people's lives suck. Mine it's doesn't true. suck. Uh, Nanaimo Bar Liqueur. Oh, yeah. Like kind of like, so a like Bailey's, Bailey's. But Nanaimo Bar flavored. That sounds good. I saw an announcement of it. Friends from of mine in BC were sending me pictures of it mm-hmm. and said they couldn't find it. It was sold out and I finally found some here. And it was a, it's like a Canadian brand? Yeah. Nice. Forty Creek. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forty Creek brand, Nanaimo Bar liqueur. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, chocolate, vanilla, coconutty liqueur. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Cold or hot, good. In hot chocolate, good. But I don't want to taint it with more hot chocolate, right? Yeah. So, just on its own, amazing. Mm-hmm. I got two sweet tattoos. Yeah. All, well, a sleeve. And it sucked, but, yeah, other than that, it was a good birthday. I never do that shit. That's cool. Uh, I got to be a guest on a podcast. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. So we That's have... what started this is we were invited to be on a podcast. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're like, ah, we could do this too. Yeah. <laughs> Just stole it. Stole the whole thing. Ah, it's fine. Every white person started a podcast <laughs> in 2020. But in all fairness, I think they stole it from the one I had before this. Yeah, fair. So, so they stole from me and then we stole from them. Maybe. And when people listen to this, you don't know nobody's going to steal shit from us. <laughs> I was say, nobody's going to be inspired by no, what we do. Not so at all. It's fine. Yeah. What else? Well, we start our own podcast. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Good year. Yeah. It's been increasingly harder to like, like throughout Content? the... Yeah, I was gonna, no, just throughout the year. COVID? Yeah, having to get together and actually like find like it was like for a while complete lockdown and then okay now you can have people over and now you can't like it's just been to have stuff to talk about is hard when When you're not doing anything when nothing's happening yeah so I got to go back to like grade two hey you want to hear the story about grade two with this pencil and my teacher (laughs) yeah sure uh, I'll hear all about it except you say that it's hard but like no like (laughs) we've been friends forever and we still have stuff to talk about. Um, that is even recent shit. Yeah. Like, my favorite still is when we went down to the States a couple years ago and then just drove straight for three days, like, mm-hmm. there and back, three days in a vehicle, in stores and everything, talking the entire time. And then when I dropped you off at your house, you were like, I was like, I feel like we didn't even cover that much ground. <laughs> like, I feel like... Do you want to go over in hot tub? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll drop my shit off at home. Yeah. I was like, straight up, I don't feel like uh, we covered enough topics. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got it. <laughs> I discovered a new way to make French toast. I want to know. I love French toast. Okay. I can't eat bread, but continue. <laughs> so, I have a friend who made me banana bread. Mm-hmm. Her name's Jay. Yeah. She does baking. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, she gave me banana bread. I took the banana bread home, cut some slices, and I made a mixture of... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this is right, but... Um, salted caramel crown. Yep. Chocolate syrup mm-hmm. and Ciardelli salted caramel sauce. Mm. So I fried up the banana bread with the egg and vanilla, and then over top I did whiskey, chocolate sauce, and salted caramel sauce. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, the only thing that was missing was lighting the fucker on fire and just look at it burn, just to crisp it up. Yeah, as you were saying. I should have put some brandy on there. I don't think the crown will light up. No. That's high, not high enough content. That's how it goes. And it was amazing. 
My daughter saw it. She's like, I want some. And I showed her what was in it. She goes, yeah, I don't want that. Because yeah. she didn't want the crown. Yeah, like, She knows she does, yeah. obviously, right? Doesn't want the, the grown-up stuff. But I made it for her with all the other stuff. She's like, can you make this every day? I was like, I don't have banana bread every day. <laughs> so you say, also, probably not a good idea to eat that every day. Yeah. I can't diabetes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little bit of diabetes. <laughs> well, fair. Yeah, it'll go away when they chop off a foot or something, right? Right. That's how they cure it. That's the cure to diabetes. I've got two. So she looks pretty fucking done. Anyway, on Monday, August 17th, he retweeted a video featuring Emmanuel, which claimed that face masks were useless and COVID had a cure. Twitter later deleted twimp, twimp, uh, Trump's tweets on the video and temporarily suspended the account of Do Donald Trump Jr., his son, who had also shared it. What was the video shared by Donald Trump? In the video recorded outside the U.S. Supreme Court in Washington, D.C., Emmanuel said this virus has a cure. It's called, how do you say this one, Hydro... Chloroquine? Hydroxychloroquine. Oh, there we go. Zinc and Zithromax. I know you people want to talk about a mask. Hello, you don't need masks. There's a cure. Uh, I know they don't want to open schools. No, you don't need people to be locked down. There is prevention. There is a cure. In the video, Emmanuel described herself as a Texas-based physician who attended medical school in Nigeria and claimed she had successfully treated 350 patients with hydroxychloroquine. The video was made by America, America's Frontline Doctors, a fringe coronavirus skeptic group that Trump later described as very respected. Obviously. After Facebook and Twitter removed the controversial video for misinformation, Emmanuel said Jesus Christ would cause Facebook to be down and that the social networking site was not bigger than God. Dr. Stella Emanuel's past claims. Emmanuel, who describes herself as God's battle axe and weapon of war on her Twitter profile, said that medical treatments used alien DNA. Also, a religious minister, Emmanuel, claimed in a 2013 video that semen from the mythological male and female demons Incubus and Succubus was responsible for gyne gynecological defects such as cysts, impotence, uh, infertility, and endometriosis. She also had alleged that scientists are making a vaccine to stop people from being religious. All right, what do you want to unpack? also known as John Penis Man, uh -huh. is a Danish animated children's television okay. series. I want you to stop right now. I want you to start over. Okay. Yeah. Start over. John Dillerman, yep. which means John Penis Man. And what is he? This is a Danish animated children's television series. <laughs> Go on. So there's a series, there's a, a kid's TV show named yeah. John Penis Man. Wonderful. And it is about a man and his very long... Penis. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I just guess it. I threw it out there. Yep. Uh, he's a middle-aged man who wears a red and white striped bathing costume. He has a penis that can extend to the length of a dozen meter of dozens of meters. John uses his prehensile penis. Yeah, like a monkey's tail. Yeah, which stretches through his clothes as a tool. But, Such as to tame lions or to fly about like a helicopter. It uh -huh. goes very fast. But it also acts independently of John getting him into trouble. Yes. So mm -hmm. I didn't believe it. No, I don't either. And so I followed the link. Mm -hmm. And it takes you to the intro to the, the cartoon. Yes. And it's done like claymation style. 
And his penis is also in the red and white striped bathing suit. So you mm-hmm. don't see his actual flesh penis. Mm-hmm. You just see this long stringy thing that's the same color as his pants stretch out. But there was two kids being attacked by a lion. It, it escaped from the zoo. Mm-hmm. And he took it out and he wrapped his penis around the lion's head mm-hmm. and dragged the lion away. And then a whole bunch of helium balloons were flying away. So his penis reached into the air and grabbed them all. And then he all brought them down. He brought them all down and gave each one to a child. So his dick was just handing balloons out to all the children at the zoo. And then when, when it says his penis gets him into trouble, John Dillerman is in his backyard and his neighbor is trimming hedges with like shears. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you see John Dillerman's penis peeking up through the hedges. That's not good. And the guy's about to cut it. Then the penis goes, whoop, and goes back down. And the guy cuts it. Not the penis, but he yeah. cuts the hedges. I'm like, what the actual fuck? So then I read more about it. And the head of the, the you know, like that, what, what country is it? It's a... Uh, Danish? Danish. So yeah, the, the head of the, the, the Danish, like their PBS, which we have PBS. Yeah. He's like, it's a very popular show and there's no sexuality in it whatsoever. It just makes it fun, exciting, and children learn how to be safe. It's gotten more accolades than it has gotten hate mail. I'm moving to Europe. That's crazy. Hey, man, like I... I there's some interesting stuff. Like, I remember the first time I learned that, like, going going to Europe, you'll see, like, commercials, like, shaving commercials yeah. that shows not only a naked woman in a shower, but and full naked, yeah. you see her body, but also, she has hair. You don't see that They're in shaving commercials. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> but you don't see it in nope. shaving commercials. You see a, a, a shaved leg yeah. getting shaved again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you see, get to see a naked woman on TV, like just and, and like beaches. I love my first time. I mean, I used to do this too, but like, oh, Europe has nude beaches, right? Yeah. And then now I've been to Europe, and I'm like, oh no, they're just called beaches, yep. and you can just take off your bathing suit if you want to, anywhere you want. They don't care. Nope. Uh, I also learned once that for like sex ed, right? Like we all know what bad sex ed looks like. Yeah, like if you abstinence. if I get an erection and then three people sit on it, it can break off. Yeah, absolutely. Bad <laughs> like abstinence. Is that's it? It's like okay, like uh, I just watched Mean Girls today. It's pretty much that. If you have sex, you will get pregnant and you will die. Okay, now take some rubbers. Grab some rubbers. <laughs> right? Um, that's bad sex ed. But and I like to think that maybe like places are getting better. But like Scandinavian countries. Yeah. I've been told. I can't remember which one. Um, they use porn. Oh. In class. Um, to demonstrate, uh, like to talk a little bit more about society's unhealthy relationship with porn and like the high standards and also like the violence against women that it can cause if you're watching the right porn yeah yeah there you go (laughs) but like higher rates of violence um less you know people feeling uh like for the expectations and the standards people feeling um like lesser than and affecting their mental health and everything but the first time i heard it i was like seriously like teachers have to straight up show porn in their classes i was like how how does somebody do that how like how does that happen and parents are okay with it and the teachers okay with it but like i understand the message like but, i understand why they're talking about but clearly it. you can see that if you start children out watching funny yeah like guy with a monkey prehensile yeah. penis saving lives it it doesn't it doesn't sexualize it so it's as true. they get older it's like yeah you uh, here here's a porn yeah this is what you don't do this yeah. is not sex this is fucking. Yeah. That's a lot different than sex. Yeah. Right? And plus, and these also, people are getting paid. I was going to say, also, just don't do that to somebody yeah. if, unless they know you're going to do it to somebody. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I get it. It's the same thing with alcohol. You know, like talking about the binge alcohol 
the binging of, of alcohol in North America, like the amount of drinking games that you do and, and so like it's just the mass amount of drinking in the drinking culture. Go to Europe, beer and wine. It's cheaper than water. As you say, you drink it and from like breakfast. 12. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody cares. Like no. the, the drinking, the alcohol poisonings, drunk driving, all of it is so much less than in North America. Cause people, so you think that's like the, the access to it doesn't make you the access to it at such a young age makes you think that oh whatever i've seen yeah. it i've done it. it doesn't really matter no so you don't like exactly. think you need to do i'm 19 woohoo yeah. party if you make something taboo yeah of course people are gonna not only do it but then overdo it yeah. right it's the same re- it's the same thing with like in places that have decriminalized drugs yeah like all drugs and people are like what and it's like, no, no, de- de- decriminalize means, yes, it's technically legal to do, not, but not really. It just means that when you get caught with it, you don't get sent to prison yeah. where you're not going to receive any help at all and you're still going to be able to access drugs, especially in North American prison systems. It just means that it's no longer illegal. It's no longer this, like, ooh, tempting thing. And the people who are doing it, when they get caught, will be sent to, like, rehabilitation centers to get help. For their addiction, because it's not a cool thing; it's a straight-up addiction. So, what you're saying overall is Europe is better. Yes. Okay. I think it's better. I think introducing concepts to people as young as humanly possible is better. I was just talking than about that hiding with, it from them. Absolutely, I was just talking about that with mental health, talking about children and mental health, and like how you know we're trying to talk about mental health with younger grades and stuff like it's moving down but i'm like you should be able parents should learn how to talk to their kids about mental health from like literally as soon as they can speak it doesn't have to be high level like mental health vocabulary you know it doesn't have to be certain terminology it's just not every